Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off by the Game Day. Today we got another special guest, uh, writer at The Athletic and author of Kingdom Quarterback, a book on Patrick Mahomes and the history of Kansas City. Here to talk about the GOAT, we got Rustin Dodd on the pod. How's it oh, going, yeah. man? Welcome on. Guys, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. We're excited to talk to you and pick your brain a little bit about uh, what it's like to cover a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Dude, I got to tell you, I'm the biggest Patrick Mahomes fan here. And just in general, like out of anybody I know, partly because he's from Texas, I'm from Texas, so we take pride in our Texas quarterbacks and, and Texas players in general. But uh, really, really cool, especially, you know, I feel like we grow up as kids and big sports fans and stuff like that, and we're always reading books on, like, biographies, different players. That's really how we fall in love with the game. So it's it's really cool to, to you know, that you're writing this book on Patrick Mahomes. And uh, I love, you know, we're going to talk more about it, but it's, it's just exciting. Yeah, man. So I'm, no, cu- for sure. I'm curious, Rustin, can you tell us a little bit about this book that you wrote and, and how you got into doing it? Give us a little synopsis. Yeah, yeah I mean, the basic version is that I, I grew up in Kansas City. Uh, that's where I'm from. I, I worked at the Kansas City Star newspaper out of college for about close to a decade. Um, and so I'd always kind of covered Kansas City sports. And I actually moved to New York City in 2018 sort of right as Patrick Mahomes was taking off, um, you know, the year he threw 50 touchdown passes and won his first MVP. And, and so the, the, the basic version of the story is that like, I felt like I was sort of missing this story back home, just this like generational quarterback that finally showed up in my hometown that had really never had a quarterback like this before. Um, and also, you know, this is true of a lot of places, but Kansas City is a, you know, it's a small Midwestern city. It's changed a ton over the last like 25 years. It's the kind of city that like, frankly, doesn't really have its story told to a to a national audience that that much. Um, so my co-author, Mark Dent and I, we also just kind of wanted to tell the story of Kansas City and sort of how it's changed, but then also sort of like how it's changing even more with Patrick Mahomes, because he is sort of like just a catalyst for for a different kind of Kansas City. Um, it, it's strange. I mean, like when I was growing up in the 90s, that was the era where the Chiefs basically always had like a backup quarterback from San Francisco. Uh, they had like Elvis Gerback. Yeah, they, they had this run. They had Elvis Gerback, yeah. Steve Bono, um, you know, like all these guys. And then obviously they had Trent Green, who was another yeah. backup quarterback from the Rams, yeah. or at least, you know, right. after yeah. Kerr Warner. So anyway, it was just uh, the city could never find a quarterback, and so to to stumble upon Patrick Mahomes, it Gosh. was almost the complete opposite of of what we had had before. Um, so yeah, the the story kind of tells both those stories just sort of at once. You know, it's, it's insane. So cool. You could have gone from like you mentioned all those guys. You could have gone from that to like a pretty good, which I guess you yeah. did with Alex Smith, who was like a pretty good quarterback. Good but to like you said, have a guy like Patrick Mahomes stumble across the franchise and. But I think it was a perfect storm because you have Andy Reid, who's just the quarterback whisperer, and he's able to do such great things with you know with the right talent around him. So it's it's insane. And, and you have a city like Kansas City that loves their football so much. So for yeah. them to get this superstar quarterback who's on a you know trajectory of the goat, it's, it is exactly what you said. The perfect storm, right? Um, I'm curious, uh, Rusted, did you spend any time with Patrick Mahomes when you were writing this book? Did you get to meet him? No, not not Patrick specifically. We spent a lot of time with his father, uh, Pat Senior. Um, spoke to his, his grandfather and some other, you know, close friends from childhood. 
old coaches, teammates, all those stuff. We never did a, a one-on-one interview with Patrick, but um, we felt like we kind of got to understand sort of his his inner circle a little bit. Um, his trainer, Bobby Stroop, who is, was kind of featured prominently on the Netflix documentary, mm-hmm. and that story is kind of told in the book as well. Just some of the kind of crazy training Patrick Mahomes does because he's sort of like, he's, in, he's this interesting character where, He's like, you know, he's a little bit like uh, Steph Curry, where he's sort of, you know, kind of changing the way the quarterback position is played and the way that like yeah. Steph Curry changed, you know, the way the the game was played in the NBA. And if it's like if you look at Patrick's history, kind of both, you know, like he played baseball, he played basketball, he played all these sports, he kind of uses all these skills in the quarterback position. Um, and he also has this trainer, uh, as I mentioned, like Bobby Stroop who he's had basically since he was in the fourth grade. And it's like, if you watch him work out, he does all these exercises that look so strange. Like he like skips around, he like runs in circles. <laughs> he like swings a bat. He, you know, like yeah. he does all this weird stuff. And it's like, if you watch it, you're like, what, like, what are these workouts? But it's like, if you actually watch him scramble around and like make an incredible play, you're like, Oh, I, I get it. Like this, like, this is like these skills translate. So it's like, the way he plays the position is almost just as fascinating as like how well he plays it. Yeah. That, I mean, that definitely came through in the documentary yeah. in, in the quarterback documentary. That was, that was so sick. Uh, and real quick, cause you talk about also the history of Kansas city football. Like, did you, like, were there any like cool people that you talked about, like talked with about like Kansas city, like the old players, like such as like a Dwayne bow or Jamal Charles, even Tony Gonzalez, like somebody like that. Yeah, I mean, we, we spent a lot of time, honestly, this is, I mean, this goes way back, mm-hmm. so it's it's not quite as interesting, but it's like the, the Chiefs were, had a, had a pretty good team in the 60s, right? Yeah. So they played in two of the first four Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked to a lot of those guys, uh, like Mike Garrett, uh, Bobby Bell, oh, wow. like, you know, Willie Lanier, yeah. like these like sort of legends um, and sort of that, that era of the Chiefs. And it's like they, the Chiefs went to two of the first four Super Bowls. They were, you know, like this sort of AFL power in the early days and then they literally did not go back to another super bowl for 50 years um and so on the one hand it was like this team that like you know it's like it's whether it's like cleveland or um pittsburgh or buffalo like these cities where it's like football matters so much uh to in these places and like i would probably argue they matter maybe even more than like in like a new york or in la or you know in various places and like the chiefs just 50 years without um you know a super bowl appearance is i mean it was it was excruciating <laughs> yeah. so um anyway we yeah, we, d- we did talk to like a bunch of and some guys from the 90s like carl peterson who was kind of their famous gm uh in the 90s kind of was the, like the architect of those teams uh we, we talked to a lot of those guys too that's really cool it's sick I know we were talking before before the pod, we were talking about, Felipe was talking about how Patrick Mahomes is very comparable to like a Michael Jordan was to Chicago. Um, what, what did you have to ask about that? You yeah, said something. Uh, yeah, so in, in that relation there, like, I'm assuming, to me, if I were, were to guess, a player who's had an impact on a city like Mahomes has in Kansas City, it's probably Michael Jordan the closest thing to it I don't know if you have any thoughts on that other players that are comparable or if you think Patrick Mahomes blows anybody out the water in that sense no I mean Michael Jordan's interesting because it's like so I'm 37 and so like when I was a a little kid like Michael Jordan was just taking off you know like his first three was like you know I can barely remember those those teams but it was like so but 
to me, it's like Chicago was always the Bulls, like the Bulls dynasty, like that that association for when I was a kid was just like so strong. Um, so it's, it's imagine it's weird to think like, like, you know, in the eighties before Michael Jordan gets there, like what are the Chicago bulls, you know, like yeah. they don't really have a brand. Um, and so that, that's actually an interesting comparison. Like the one comparison that two that I think people have brought up is that if you actually like study this LeBron James in Cleveland, he actually yeah. like brought economic impact. Like he actually mm-hmm. brought like, development and like economic financial gain to cleveland which is like incredibly rare people people have done studies like you know like smart people at like harvard and like like ivy league schools they've like done studies on athletes and cities and most of the time like even if you know you're you know like a tom brady or even like you know the, uh, the best players of their generation like you're not actually showing like development and like financial gain in the city whereas like lebron and cleveland there actually was sort of a correlation from like when he showed up and and i think patrick mahomes <laughs> is like crazy. i think patrick mahomes is like sort of similar whereas like 10 or 15 20 years from now you'll be able to like draw a line and be like you know certain things in in kansas city that you know got done because of him you know he's like he's very he's a, he's an investor in uh, like pretty much all of the professional sports teams yeah. in Kansas City now. Um, he's an investor in the Royals. He's an investor in Sporting Kansas City, the MLS team, and his his him and his wife Brittany are investors in the NWSL team, the women's soccer team. Yeah. Um, and they're actually like I mean this is they're building a, a stadium. It's like the first you know women's professional soccer stadium in in like American history. And so they're involved in that. And so like, there's like just little things like that where, you know, like if he wants, to, if he's for something in Kansas city, like it's going to happen, you know? So it, it'll be interesting. I mean, it's, it's too early to tell exactly like what the impact will be, but it, it should be like significant over the next few decades. I would imagine. Damn, That's man. so cool, That's bro. Sick. That is like, so cool. Bro. Is he, is, is, is he like the official or the, I guess the unofficial king of kansas city i feel like he has to be patrick mahomes must be the king of kansas city oh i mean i mean yeah i mean it's not even really it's not even really close um you know we were just you know interviewing people um you know for the book you know i i think like again whenever i like talk about this stuff it always sounds kind of like cheesy or like cliche yeah um but like in a place like Kansas City, the the like the the general vibe of the city, like it goes up and down with how the Chiefs are playing. Yeah. Right. So it's like the the difference between like a place like Kansas City and like a New York is that like the conversation about sports is like so collective, right? So it's like it's like day to day. It's not just the people who are into sports. It's not just like you know like the sports media and sports fans who are like discussing this. It's like it's everybody. So it's like even if you live there and you don't really care. Like, you know, you know, you know who like the Chiefs offensive tackles are because like you just hear their <laughs> names crazy. so much, That's you know, so funny. Um, and so like it just it means so much that I think that there's like a the fact that Patrick Mahomes is like in Kansas City, it's actually changed like the outlook of how people feel about the actual city. Like people are just yeah. generally happier. Yeah, and it's, awesome. it sounds weird. And it's like maybe it's like maybe it's it shouldn't be the case that like it matters this much. But like it, it does. Um and I, I think that like there's just like the Kansas City is the kind of place where everybody just sort of expects like things to go wrong or like, you know, it's like it is what it is. But like I think Patrick Mahomes has allowed everybody to kind of think like bigger, like, you know, if we have the best athlete in American sports who lives in our city, like why shouldn't we think of ourselves as like, you know, being on the same level of, 
you know, city X or city Y or, you know, choose the, the bigger city. I, I will say the one time I went to Kansas City, it was phenomenal. I'm Just sure. a fantastic Me time. too. I was great. there I was there twice this past year. I went to the AFC Championship game yeah. and then we went to the draft. And when I was there with Jack at the AFC mm-hmm. Championship game, like we were there obviously for a couple days before then leading up to it. And the energy in the city was just like, you could feel it. Like it was yeah. so electric. Like the Chiefs are making this run again. And like everyone knew they were going to go win the Super Bowl. So like it, it's just like so cool how tangible that is in just like everyday life that like sports can make this kind of impact on like yeah. a whole city. It's insane. It's amazing. Um, Rustin, I'm curious. Obviously your book, is your book out yet or is it coming out this week, right? It, it, yeah, Tuesday. So October 22nd. Amazing. So I don't know when this will be live but yeah on tuesday amazing so your book is your book is coming out this week um so i'm curious if you could give us and the listeners a little sneak peek what's like your favorite moment or story that you that you put in this book that like you are excited for people to read about about patrick mahomes or about the chiefs or whatever it might be yeah i mean there's a lot but i one story um is sort of just his origins in texas specifically east texas which is like you know, like East Texas is a very specific vibe. It's, you know, it's different than Dallas or Houston or whatever. It's like, it's a little smaller. It's like a little bit different. And we sort of retraced the Mahomes family history, um, kind of going back like generations and talked to his grandfather and then did a little bit of like research on his grandfather's, you know, grandfather and like how the family ended up there. And then spent a lot of time with his dad, Pat Sr. and sort of told his story because, you know, the short version is like his his high school athletic career looks a lot like Patrick's where it's like, he was a three sport athlete. He could have played quarterback in college. He played baseball. He kind of chose to do that. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes, like Patrick Mahomes is fascinating because on the one hand, like he was a little bit undercovered in high school. Right. So he played all these different sports. People thought he was going to play baseball. He only had one power five offer uh, to Texas tech. Uh, and so, and then, you know, you know, the story of the draft, I mean, he goes in the first round, but it's not like he was a slam dunk, you know, top 10 pick until like, until the draft. Um, but on the other hand, like if you talk to everybody that knew him when he was a kid, if you talk to his dad, like everybody just thought he was like going to be a professional athlete. It was just sort of like, kind of like, you know, a Venus to Serena Williams or like a Tiger Woods thing on a smaller scale. It was just like, he was that good. And like that you know, like that much of a prodigy and everything that like people didn't know what sport it was going to be, but they were just like, you know, like this dude is going to be a professional athlete. And Mm -hmm. so like, on the one hand, it's like, it's like kind of surprising that like he is as good as he is. And on the other hand, it's like, you know, I think his, his mom was quoted a few years ago, you know, somebody asked him like, can you believe he, you know, he threw 50 touchdown passes in his first year in the NFL. And she was like, well, yeah, I can believe it. Like he's done this in his entire life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so like it's like it's that it's that little weird combination of like he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because i think people didn't people didn't quite believe in him you know like like at the beginning but at the same time it's sort of it was like sort of preordained from childhood that this this kid was gonna be like amazing at something yeah that's awesome i mean being from texas you're right like obviously (laughs) east texas just to give perspective though like east texas and a lot of these if you're not in the metroplexes of like dfw or san antonio austin or houston nobody really knows who you are so like white house texas nobody knew anything about that and uh so yeah they don't get like the limelight like for example i was playing football we always talk about this but like kyler murray just being in dallas everybody knew who he was but if 
Johnny Manziel didn't get the same type of hype as like a high school quarterback. But if he was in DFW playing for a school in DFW, then he would have, or in Houston around the Katy area. So it's crazy because like, yeah, you don't you didn't hear about Patrick Mahomes, only one Power Five offer, plays in Texas Tech, and even at Texas Tech, he balled out. He had that famous game against like Baker and, and OU and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But his knock was always that you know he played in this this uh, open offense with with the Red Raiders that wouldn't translate to the NFL. And he was able to make make it translate. So it's just his story is like insane. They're built different in Texas, yeah. man. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. No, Felipe, I have like one very inside Texas football story for you from from the book. Then, because so like Todd Dodge, who's this sort of legendary high school coach from Texas, he 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 was at South Lake Carroll. Yeah. That's like the school that produced uh, Chase Daniel. Right. Like you know this Quinears. massive, very influential with like the spread. So one of the assistants from South Lake Carroll ends up at White House. Uh, where where Patrick is. And so in the eighth grade, this assistant coach from the high school goes and finds a bunch of eighth graders and basically takes them out of class and takes them through like a quarterback boot camp um, to basically like teach them about the position. And that was like the first time that Patrick had ever really like, you know, been really exposed to quarterback at like a, a high level. And so like, basically it's the same like training program that, you know, all of these high school quarterbacks from Texas like went through. So on the one hand, he's in East Texas, kind of like off to the side from like some of these like true football powerhouses. But on the other hand, it's like it is it's Texas high school football. And he was sort of like indoctrinated in that sort of tradition of just like all of these quarterbacks, whether it's, you know, Matt Stafford or or Chase Daniel or Drew Brees or Nick Foles or like, you know, on down the list. Damn, yeah, Texas football. I got some talent, man. For those, who, for those who don't know, South Lake and South Lake's always been a powerhouse. They still are. Uh, and a lot of guys that come from there, but uh, that's God. really dope. You've been saying, Felipe always preaches they're different in Texas, and this is proving Sounds it to different. me right they, now. They sound very different. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, uh, Rustin, what does a guy that is, like, compared to Patrick Mahomes, for example, like a Caleb Williams, basically need to do, uh, whether it's preparation-wise or otherwise, to kind of live up to that, that bar that is Patrick Mahomes? Do you, like... You know, you you studied his his workout regimen and kind of his preparations process. Like, what do guys like coming up into the league need to do to kind of live up to something? I like think that? for context too, like the comparison, we haven't really heard that many people no. be compared to Patrick Mahomes. Zach Wilson got like some weird comparisons a couple years ago. Obviously, <laughs> oh that didn't live up. But now you have Caleb Williams, and there's there's more there, right? Like the size, the improvisation, the athleticism. So just for context, yeah, I mean. I think the two, I guess the two traits that with Patrick Mahomes that I think are really underrated from a quarterback perspective is that the dude is incredibly accurate. Um, Like it's not just that he's got a big arm and that he can scramble and he's elusive and like make these plays. It's that like he's got the arm that is accurate from every angle. Like, right. So whether it's a little sidearm, a little bit over the top, like he's very accurate. And it's like, if you actually study his numbers, like we all see the plays where he runs around and makes plays, but he's an incredible pocket passer as well. Like he can do it from the pocket. He did it in the playoffs when his ankle was, you know, yeah, banged leg. up and he that couldn't really, insane. you know, he couldn't really run around. And then the other thing too, is like, you know, he's, he has like a, like just a photographic memory. And and we write about this in the book, but like he recalls every single play he's ever, he's ever done. Like his mind works on that. Like sort of, I think that, I think Steph Curry, people have said the same thing about him where he has like this photographic memory where it's like, he just, he sees everything visually in this way. Um, And so like, I don't know anything, uh, you know, about Caleb Williams. Um, 
but like I like those are the things it's like he obviously has got the athletic tools it would help if he went to a, a system that has a coach like Andy Reid I mean obviously that didn't hurt so like the system is huge too but like the accuracy and the like the mental aspect like I think those are like the true separators like with Mahomes um like from just a quarterback perspective how and you talk yeah, yeah. sorry I was gonna say you talk about like accurate quarterbacks like Joe Burrow for example a very accurate quarterback but like what makes Mahomes like special with his accuracy is he's accurate from like you said Russin any angle and that comes from his baseball background too of, of playing shortstop from pitching too because you yeah. as a baseball player you're kind of throwing from any kind of angle to try and get the ball there and th that that accuracy plays into it where you see his sidearm go far and didn't it, it play, gets in tight didn't windows. Did he play shortstop or third? I believe also. it yeah I believe it was shortstop and he pitched too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, shortstop and third base, yeah. like, and obviously pitch, but yeah. those were, you know, like, you can see the angles, right? Like, yeah, if you're that, a shortstop and you're you're going into the hole or even mm -hmm. going up the middle, like, you just, I mean, he just kind of, that's the way he plays football. He looks yeah. like, yeah, he looks like a shortstop out there. Like, those highlight yeah. Derek Jeter plays where he's, like, throwing off balance, like, stuff like that. Like, he he really. Yeah, and I think he talks about that in the quarterback documentary, yeah, too, about how his baseball background helped him so much. Him so much. Yeah. And that's why he's, like. In training, it's like he's swinging a baseball bat and that's he's hilarious. like throwing from all different that's angles, dope, and that's dope. just what makes him different from any other quarterback. Is he could he could find those tight windows pretty much from any angle. How uh, yeah, you, you started to mention Andy Reid and like how like a guy like Caleb Williams could use a good coaching. How impactful has Andy Reid been to Patrick Mahomes' success in the NFL? Like, do you think Patrick Mahomes could have been as successful as he has been has been without uh, a coach like can't like Andy Reid? Yeah, I mean, if he goes to the right system, he, I mean, obviously the the guys would have been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, but I do think that Andy Reid is, you know, helps with two championships in five years. He, you know, he's hasn't he's been in the AFC title game every year. He's won two MVPs. I mean, his numbers are on a historic pace. Like that's a lot, Andy Reid in the offense. I mean, like Andy Reid's one of the best uh, coaches in NFL history. But I think he is maybe arguably the best play designer in NFL history. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you can make arguments for other guys, um, but like he's definitely in that conversation. So it's like when you add in one of the best play designers in NFL history with one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time, I mean, like, I guess you've seen the results. Um, yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's interesting to think about because like the Saints really wanted him, um, you know, the, the you know the Cardinals were interested Bruce Arians really liked him yeah. so you know there's some other teams that he could have gone to where I, I think he would have been really good like if he goes to the Bears is is he the same Patrick Mahomes like yeah. I don't know I mean I you I know, know he obviously had a great he had a lot of talent around him too but I I think no matter what he's you know the maybe the best quarterback in the NFL but it's like if you ever look at his advanced numbers right you look at the chart at, at quarterbacks like Mahomes is like off the chart. It's like um, it's and maybe he and maybe he's not literally off the chart if he goes to uh, you know another team. He's yeah. just slightly ahead of the pack. That's a conversation I feel like we have a lot, not only here but I feel like I, we hear it. Whereas, what if Deshaun Watson had gone to Kansas City? Like, what if you switch those roles right at, at that time? Let's let's even go back three. Even, let's go back three years. But when even did, Mitch. Because he was he was in that same draft. All right, but forget Mitch. Let's talk about Deshaun Watson because Mitch isn't close to either of them. Yeah, yeah. But let's go, let's go back a few years before this whole thing happened with Deshaun Watson, and he was a top three to five quarterback. And there was that playoff game that was incredible with Patrick Mahomes' comeback against against the Texans. But there was a conversation at that time. What if those roles had switched? What if Mahomes was on the Texans, Deshaun was in Kansas City? 
a lot of people thought it, the success would be the same in Kansas City. Deshaun would be as good. What do you think about that? You know, uh, would you kind of answered that in saying that Mahomes would probably be the best quarterback wherever he went? But uh, do you think uh, flipping it just Deshaun Watson in Kansas City would he have that same type of success or another guy like even if it's you know uh, Mitch. Mitch no, not too. Mitch, bro, but like somebody <laughs> on that level. Somebody on that level. Yeah, I mean, so let's let's use Deshaun Watson as the example. I, I if he goes to the Chiefs, he he puts up huge numbers in the, in the offense, and and you know, and he's a huge success. But I think the difference is that like so Patrick Mahomes in five seasons been to five AFC title games, two Super Bowl championships. He hasn't had a like a top ten defense. Uh, to this point in his career so it's like if you look if you look at the dynasties in the NFL history most of them if they're not built with like if they're not built with like top defenses it's certainly defenses that are you know in the the top five to ten range right and the Chiefs and the Chiefs at best since Patrick Mahomes has been there have been right around that like 10 to 12 range and most of the seasons they've been sort of right very average so like the fact that he's won two championships with on average like you know the 15th best defense in the nfl i don't think another quarterback could have done that yeah like i i don't think deshaun watson is winning two super bowls with with the defenses that they've had in kansas city you know since mahomes has been there so i i think that's like the the big difference like I, i you know like i mean alex smith you know, look at his numbers in 2017 when Mahomes was on the sidelines. Yeah. He was leading the league in passer rating for most of the year. He put up really big numbers. I mean, he had a lot of success. He won a lot of games with Andy Reid. Like, he's kind of the perfect example because he's a, he's not a replacement level quarterback, but he's like a, like what whatever slightly above replacement level, just like a solid, solid NFL quarterback. And he won a lot of games, but they didn't, did they win in the playoffs? Like, they didn't. They, they yeah, didn't no. win in the playoffs. So that, that's probably the, you know, the best way to answer that question, I guess. No, you answered it very well. Appreciate that. Is Patrick Mahomes a GOAT? Do you think he's a GOAT already? I mean, I, it's hard for me to say that. I, I think he's played quarterback at a higher level than anybody's ever played it. How many, um, how many rings do you think Mahomes needs to be solidified as the GOAT? Does he need that seven that Brady has, or does he not need to hit the number? I th- So I think it's a little bit of like a sliding scale thing. Um and um, I hate to make this comparison, but it, I, I actually think this will be a big sports talking point in like five to 10 years. It is very similar to the LeBron Jordan conversation. Totally. Because like, let's assume that Patrick Mahomes stays healthy and, and has a really long career. He's gonna like his, his he's going to put most of like the passing numbers. Like he, he's going to own all those records. Yeah. Um, if, as long as he, you know, stays healthy for another 10 to, to what 12 years or however long he plays but the question is like you know even for the best players i mean postseason the nfl playoffs it's it's like coin flip games like coin flip game after coin flip game and so i could see a scenario where patrick mahomes ends up with five or six super bowls and i don't know would you be guys would you guys be shocked if he ended up with four like would, yeah, would no. you be like wow what a you know you know like would would four still be like would that feel like oh wow he didn't win that many titles you know like <laughs> it's <laughs> insane his yeah the standards we hold for him. I, I mean i think if he wins four like you're right it's very much like lebron jordan it's like i feel like there's a there's like there's always the debate of like who would impact the like who would win one on one you know like people lebron i think would win one on one he's a better better specimen better better player whatever in terms of just like physical ability whereas jordan was clutch and would win would actually go and win titles 
Um, so I feel like it's similar. We have we have yet to see if Mahomes is going to win all those titles. I think it's possible they could win the next five. You yeah. know, like but you're right. It's a coin flip every day. A playoff game is it's so anything could happen on Sunday. You we're, know, so. we're so desensitized as fans because like it's so hard to make it not only to a Super Bowl, even like the AFC Championship. Oh, and, yeah. and the Chiefs have done it so much five times and. You talk about, again, they don't even have a top 10 defense. Imagine if they had, like, a top 10 defense and, yep. you know, they'd win so many more championships. And, and you Well, know, so Brady, many more. They've won two and five. I, like, let's, let's be real. I know, exactly. Been, exactly. That's well. so hard to do that, yeah. you know what, if he wins four, still, that's a lot. A four is a lot. Not many people even have, like, two. So, to say, one. Like, yeah, one, exactly. So, already, like, he's done a fantastic job, and I think, like, if again the Chiefs continue to just be on the same trajectory, like Andy Reid will be coaching the sidelines forever, Mahomes yeah. will still be there, at 35, 40 years old, like yeah, yeah, of course. Well, that leads us. I, I want to ask you then, what do you think Mahomes ends up with? I know that's like a wild question. It could be there's a wild, there's a wide variety of possibilities. Yeah, I mean, I think the 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 over under you'd set is four and a half, mm-hmm. um, and I think he, I think I would take the over. I I think he would he'll end up with five, like five would be the number I would probably settle on if yeah. I was like trying to find the most likely outcome. Like I think there's scenarios where he gets to six or seven, but you know that that's a lot of stuff that's so probably much. not on him too, right? So that's a lot on the front office and how they draft over the next five years and all these sort of questions. But like I think I mean I I think it's I mean I don't know what the what the probability or odds would be, but I think it's very likely they win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Um, you know, like last year was the kind of the one where they probably got away with winning one where they weren't the best team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think they probably, if if everybody stays healthy, they are the best team this year. And so if he has three in six years starting, I, I yeah, I think he can get to five, uh, certainly. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's very thin margins too. So he could also end up with, you know, three you know i yeah. mean like he could go aaron Rodgers the next like yeah. 10 years yeah. you know <laughs> like um and have a lot of bad luck or whatever but yeah i think five is the number for me the chiefs are plus 600 according to caesars to win the, the super bowl they're the favorite, they're the favorite. Yeah. according to caesars they're plus 600 this year to win the super bowl which is the favorite yeah next is the eagles at plus 750 that so like sense. yeah it's the two super bowl teams it yeah makes sense. Um, exactly are like are you ever so we talk about, like, the front office and, like, bringing guys in. Are you ever worried? Like, last year was pretty much the first time that Mahomes didn't have, like, a wide receiver, clear number one wide receiver. Like, there was Travis Kelsey, but, like, the wide receiver room was a little shaky. Are you ever worried that, like, this going into this year that there's no true, like, star wide receiver like Tyreek Hill? Or is Patrick Mahomes just so good that you know you don't have to worry about that because he's going to elevate those players even more? Yeah, I'm not – really that worried about the wide receivers in part because because you mentioned it but like they still have travis kelsey yeah i think um yeah, i mean for how much longer I, you know yeah no i mean that's that's a really great point i think when they when travis kelsey leaves and i think he might be you know a top three or four underrated player in the nfl like everybody knows how good he is but i'm not sure that if, if you watch him on a week-to-week basis um i mean i think he was the even when they had tyree kill it was like kelsey was the true number, the number one, one guy yeah, yeah. So like, that's the big question. How, how do they replace Travis Kelsey? Hopefully for, for the chiefs fans, th- that won't be a question for another two to three years, but he's also getting up there. So, but from a wide receiver's perspective, I think they have enough pieces like Richie James, um, 
Kadarius Tony. Like they, they've the got Giants. enough just like little pieces here and there to to like to make it work at the receiver level. And I think they're better when they can spread it out. And 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 we saw that last year too. Um, so as long as they have Travis Kelsey, I, I think they're they're good to go on the in the passing game. Yeah, shout All out. right, last question, and then we'll, we'll let you go. Um, what are your predictions for the Chiefs this year, and across across the board? So, um, well, I I mean I think they'll. I would predict that they finish fourteen and three, which is probably good enough for the one seed. Um, and yeah, I mean I I. I We'll see. I mean, we'll see what the Eagles do, but like, I would, I feel very strongly that the Chiefs and Eagles will will be playing in the Super Bowl again. I agree. In part because I think the Eagles have an easier path, right? So, like, you know, just an easier path in the NFC. I, I don't know. I mean, the 49ers, I guess, maybe are the the biggest threat to them. But like, you know, you, <laughs> yeah, you like you like the quarterback. Like, you're going to take the better quarterback. So, like, I I think the Eagles are are coming out of the NFC again, and I think the Chiefs are very likely to. Um, you know, and I, and I actually think there's a scenario, this feels like a little homerish. I get it. I get it. But like, um, <laughs> like I, I, 15 and two, it is a, like, I think that she's might put like, just a, like, a their defense that's younger. Um, if it stays healthy, like they could actually have a, a pretty solid defense, maybe not a top five defense, but like they could be hanging out there, like on the fringe of the top 10. Um, and they're younger and a little bit more athletic on the defensive side. So like, I think fifteen and two is like certainly in play for them as well. Well, I, now I, now I have to ask this though: How big of a threat are the Bengals? And because you covered so much around Patrick Mahomes and like the family and the environment or whatever, there's a lot of conversation about like Joe Burrow, and I think a lot of that like Mahomes isn't even worried about that, right? But Burrowhead was a thing, and they dismissed that real quick. The whole mayor thing with Cincinnati last year. Do does Patrick? Do we know what if that bothers mean? Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, does that, like, bother Patrick Mahomes? Does, does Joe Burrow or the Bengals, do they have real estate in the minds of Can the Kansas City Chiefs, including Patrick Mahomes? Or the fans, even. Yeah, I mean, I think he, it does. I mean, he's, he's, he, he wanted to play them uh, in the postseason last year. He, he's, he's been on the record as saying that. Yeah, and quarterback. And I, think, I mean, he's the kind of quarterback who thinks about legacy, and I and he, he, know, like, he knows all this stuff, so he – he hadn't beaten Joe Burrow. He hadn't beaten the Bengals. So, like, I, I think he really cares about that stuff. And I think those are the quarterbacks he measures him like himself against. Um, and you know, I, I actually, you didn't mention them, but like, I, I, I think the Bills like are are still a threat. You know, like sure. they might not be as loaded as they were, but like, if I was ranking the three best teams in the NFL and like the Eagles are right there, but like I might just pick Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, like one, two, three. Yeah. Uh, so like the, I think I think Mahomes does care. He thinks about Joe Burrow and Josh Allen as being like these are the guys that are the you know the biggest threat to take the belt from me, and like I'm gonna prove every day that I'm I'm, I'm better than they are. Who's the second best quarterback in the NFL? <laughs> Good question. I I think it's Joe Burrow. Yeah. But I think. I think there's a bigger gap between Mahomes and Burrow than there is between Burrow, Allen, and and Jalen Hurts or whoever. You know, maybe Aaron Rodgers is still what fourth. You know, I don't. We'll see. I don't want to discount him, but like, I think there's a bigger gap between one and two than there is between like two and 
two, three, and four, yeah, totally. you know, yeah. wherever you pick. We all agree, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, Russin, this was a great time. This was yeah. super interesting, and I'm very excited to check out your book. So if you're listening at home, definitely be sure to check out uh, Kingdom Quarterback, book on Patrick Mahomes and the history of Kansas City. Rustin, thank you so much, man, for coming on. This was a great time. Anything else you want to promote? No, it, was, it was fun. It was fun. Anything What's else, that, Felipe? Anything else you want to promote? No, no, no. Socials I mean, or anything the, like yeah, that? The book, no, the book is out tomorrow. Yeah, check out, you know, sports coverage at The Athletic if you're ever into that kind of thing. So, yeah, thanks for having me. This has been really fun. Awesome. Yeah, this will come out. By the way, I know you mentioned it earlier, but, yeah, it's coming out today, uh, Monday. So, go get it tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Buy the book. All right, Rustin, thank you so much, man. Have a great day, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, Rustin. Awesome. Thanks, guys. See you, Rustin. Yo, Rustin Dodd, what a legend. Honestly, That's, sick that he wrote this book. No, it's so cool. Yeah. I, I, like, want to, in my older age, like my late 30s, write a, a niche book about something. On Zach Wilson? Maybe. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. The Zach, yeah. Zach Wilson yes. story arc is teeing up to be really awesome. It's actually, right it there. Is. It's right it's there. It's right there. The Rodgers. He said that he wants to, like, in, like, five years. like He said all, he said in a couple. He always yeah, said it was, like, a, a few years. years yeah. you know? He's like, and the keys back to Zach it, Wilson. Yep, exactly. Keys if to he's the even city. on the Jets. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he might get cut. No, he won't get cut. I can see his contract running out and going somewhere else. Yeah, but, like, exactly. Like, writing a book like that and especially like he's from kansas city must be so cool talking to the legends like these yeah. are guys that he watched like growing up and like admired so that's really awesome i'm i don't even read i'm gonna read yeah i don't, I don't read i haven't read, read a book, book this year yeah exactly yeah, but I, I love biographies on, on play like when i was a kid i used to love biographies. Yeah, on sure players. yeah i haven't read them in a while all right what was what was one thing that he said that you thought was uh the most interesting the, or the coolest thing the accuracy because talking about the baseball side of things and like his accuracy not just like in like I was in the pocket like being injured on that ankle, but like the sidearm, any angle you find, Patrick Mahomes will find the window. I gotta and find Patrick so Mahomes' awesome. baseball highlights. I'm sure yeah. they, I'm sure oh, they yeah, exist. They're, they're High school but, baseball. But it makes sense because his dad was a pro baseball player. Yeah, Bar- shout Bar- out the New Mets. York Mets. Shout uh, out the Mets. But like that's just like what shows. Like I feel like every quarterback should play baseball at some point in their life because it's like a lot of them do. It just changes how you see like throwing and like the again the accuracy when you're throwing under duress. Like as a shortstop, you get oh, the ball and you got to throw quick. Every guy in baseball, mm-hmm. I mean in MLB at least, when you're at the top level, like yeah. are ridiculously accurate throws. Yes, like you you have to be you able to throw to this little tiny yeah. thing perfectly yeah. straight, especially infielders because you're throwing just to first base every time. Really quick, you, gotta you just can't. Can't even Done think it. About 100 it. miles an hour, straight to first base. Like, that's why a guy like Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. was successful as a quarterback. Is you're right. Yeah. It's, it's ball. It's that. ball right to you, and then out the glove, and then you have to find the other glove, really tiny. And that's what the so NFL. Quick. NFL is all about inches. And it's all about these tiny windows that you have to find your receiver because there's a defender or two strapped all over you. You got to find where their hands are going to be at any angle. Football Mahomes like kind it. of is like a. It's like kind of a conglomeration of like lots of different sports yeah. skills. So I like that. receiver is like almost like soccer players, you yeah. know, quick cuts, got to run really fucking mm-hmm. fast. Quarterback is like a like a almost like a shortstop or a, or yeah. a third point, baseman. Point guard. Yeah, yeah, point guard too. Point yeah. guard exactly, right? That's like the, the, the knowledge of the point guard. Linebacker you you Linebacker, you, Linebacker you like a lot a of basketball, def- man. Yeah. Because a lot of like Yeah, a lot the, of basketball. A lot of like course. shuffling and stuff like that. Tight end, tight end, and a lot tight of bas- basketball, a lot yeah. of basketball. True, true. Uh, my biggest takeaway was uh, Texas, the economic impact that he had. In oh Kansas yeah, City. That like was even sick. the comparison with LeBron, like him making that comparison and talking about how Cleveland, the city was kind of revitalized from. Like you look at it, and it's a historical point in the city's history when that athlete came there yeah. and yeah. just kind of changed the trajectory of the city economically. That's fucking insane. 
to even think about. A lot of people try to dismiss sports as like, oh, it's like not that important stuff like that. Well, that like shows you it's kind of insane. Yeah. Uh, an athlete, what it, what they can bring so to the city. Lucrative. So oh, LeBron. Yeah. And now Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes. like that's Swift. crazy. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift's yeah. been boosting the economy. Oh yeah, for um, like place. nationwide. Yeah, for the workers. Did you not yeah. know that? Oh, I'm well, yeah, it's a stadium tour. That's that doesn't insane. have anything to do with the city, though. Um, I'm just saying. I did wanna, I, I, I <laughs> it's wanted, just crazy. <laughs> I wanted. It's to, something that doesn't yeah. matter, right? Like fucking entertainment. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. It but doesn't but it it does. It makes an impact. Yeah, I wanted to ask brings people together and makes money. I want to ask about like the difference of like. The vibe of between the Chiefs and the and the Royals, like Kansas City Royals, won the World Series in 2015. Yeah, uh, But then the <laughs> Chiefs obviously won the Super Bowl. Obviously, like, but I knew, like, as the conversation went on, I obviously know the answer. Like, everyone cares more about the Chiefs, and I feel like the economic impact of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs is so much higher and so much greater than the Kansas City Royals as when a they, whole organization. As a whole organization, but even when they won the World Series, like, I think it just still like Kansas City is just popping more. Well, there's, when the Chiefs were good versus two when things, the There's were two good. things with that. First one is football is the biggest sport in the world. Yes. In America. In America. Yes. It's a, it, by a lot. It is. Like by a, so much. 100%. And the second thing is the Royals had no one. They, they had no superstars. They didn't. They, like they didn't I, have I don't, a big guy. I don't know who was even on that roster. Lorenzo you know Cain, I think, is the only guy. That not a superstar. But yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? It's not like, it's not like a freaking. I'm a big Lorenzo Cain fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying it's not like even like a. It's not like a Mike Trout, right? right. Who's like. Everybody, you don't have to be a but baseball fan to know who Mike Trout but is even you then, know, or you, Shohei Otani. You, you know, like at, you look at the other sports and like LeBron is the perfect comparison for the economic impact. There's no other player that went that goes to a city and the economic the econ, the, the economy goes up. Like Mike Trout didn't do that. He's the no. biggest player in baseball. Even Shohei Otani, but baseball, is, in baseball it's different. But even in ba- but basketball though, like Kevin Durant bounces around, the economy's not going up. Like these Luka Doncic, your your Dallas Mavericks, like well, the economy's not going yeah, up. Guys, there's a different like, level there's, of there's, hot. There's, there's a different level of hype with Also, like you come yeah. to Dallas, it's like what he was saying about New York. New York sports could end, and it wouldn't fucking change a thing because oh, yeah. city life would, goes on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in Kansas City. It's about the metropolis. And Dallas is about the Cowboys. The Mavs okay. can be the best team in, in the world. Not going to matter. Sure. Not going to change one sure. thing because the yeah. Cowboys are going to be the most important sure. team. Even if they're 0-16 or 0-17. Absolutely. So it was like, yeah, again, like we talk about the perfect storm all the time. But that's another example mm-hmm. of like Kansas City. They, they need the Chiefs. Yes. yes. It's, it's yes. putting a big fish in a small pond Absolutely. and making that pond fucking ocean. And Cleveland was like that. Cleveland had never yeah. won. And They're a tiny city. They're a tiny city. They had no success and ever. they just the Browns. Same Easy. thing, by the way. Michael Jordan didn't do that for Chicago because Chicago's a massive sure. city, right? Like, the Bulls could never have existed yeah. and that wouldn't have impacted, like you said, yeah, it would it, not have it, impacted the the success of the economy of the city, you know? Yeah. Before, before, like, Mahomes got there, like, even, like, still, you could still consider Kansas City as a small market team. Yeah. Still, uh, well, still is. They still are. Still is, but, like, yeah. But it's Patrick Mah- But since because Patrick Mahomes is there, they're getting... On national television, so much publicity because yeah. it's it's Patrick Mahomes. But if there was no Patrick Mahomes, they're that small market team that no one really thinks about. That none of the players go to because it is the small city, the small team. I'm sure, well, to it, an extent, Tom Brady impacted a little bit, but Boston just Boston's not as big as Chicago, New York. No. You know, like it's still it's still a big city, it's still a major city, yeah, so many is. major sports and like a big, massive history. It's it's also just like the hype of the player and like getting there and like it, it's the perfect storm of the team being not great and and the type of player this player is and like what they did immediately like mm. Patrick Mahomes rookie year again he sat behind Alex Smith did his thing there and then as soon as he started MVP 50 yeah. touchdowns also the quarterback for your franchise like yeah exactly yes. he's the face he's the face he's the face of the franchise so like just being a quarterback you're gonna represent and, and he, football being the biggest team or the biggest sport yeah 
And then the quarterback for your t- football team, he's going to represent your city. What was your biggest takeaway from John? I honestly was that. I was going to yeah. say that. That is insane Sick. to me, the LeBron comparison. I mean, like, also just what's fun with that. Like, it's going – I love the LeBron-Jordan mm-hmm. debate. I think it's exciting, and, like, there's no way to, there's no way to quantify it, really. Like, no, there's no. not really any yeah, – as fine. it is right now, it's like you could have your opinion, and, and you're not going to get your, your mind changed necessarily. Yeah. I think it's going to end up being the same thing. I'm excited for it to be similar with, like, the Mahomes-Brady thing. Yeah. At first, we thought, like, Brady won't ever pass Montana, right? And then he obviously got those yeah. those Super Bowls, and Numbers, yeah. now no one's going to touch him. No, nah, we thought we did think he would pass Montana. I, he I'm got just saying. Immediately. But no, we, no, no. Fine. Our parents never thought that anyone that anybody would pass, would pass Montana. Would pass Montana. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think Mahomes is going to pass Brady. Obviously, we watched Brady for our whole lives. Like, But I do think it's going to be fun to, like, let's say Mahomes does win only four Super Bowls. He's still the most talented player to ever t- step on the football this, field. Yeah. So we're going to be having this debate of who's the GOAT, this Patrick Mahomes be, or Tom Brady. This might be the, like a hot take, but like, at, by the t- like right now it's a debate. In the next 10 years it's going to be a debate. But by the end of the, Mahomes' career, I think it's going to be a definite – everyone's going to be like Patrick Mahomes. I think because, so too. Because you just look at like the talent. Like Mahomes, yeah. if he stays that's who he deal. is now and he stays consistent till like – Brady played till he's forty-five, and that's what a lot of people say about Brady oh, is he's not gonna play he just 45. played for so long, and he had this long career, and that's why he hit those numbers. If Mahomes has a really long career, like I think he could break those. How numbers. many MVPs did Brady? He, he have? can break it way sooner. Yeah. How many MVPs did Brady have? Three or four. Damn. Might be, might be three. I mean, Brady was not. Brady was nuts. Like he was clutch, but Mahomes yeah. is just so much more talented. I don't think the Jordan Lebron comparison is a great one because it sucks. I hate it. I it's, hate it, talking about it. No, but in terms of like Mahomes and Brady, because Mahomes is so much more talented than Brady, yeah. and yeah. in every way. So and also, like, there's so many different nuances that I just think make it a bad comparison. Like Jordan yeah. dominated. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and LeBron's not more talented, but I would say he's the better player. Like yeah, the better like, all around. But but then also like as a basketball player, you're you're doing more. Quarterback just does quarterback totally, things. Totally, totally. So it's just like a really tough comparison. But it is. It's, Grady has three MVPs. Three. And so yeah, two right. offensive player of the years. Mahomes has two MVPs and one offensive player of the year. Brady. So he's one three, MVP away. Exactly. Yeah, and he's, Brady, he's only played five time, years. Brady's yeah. three-time first-team All-Pro. Mahomes, two-time first-team All-Pro. So yeah, he's going to crush him. It's, yeah, he's going to crush him. Like the pace but, he's on is like he's already going to pass it. It goes back to what, what I like mm-hmm. mentioned before, though. With like When Brady was at his peak, Peyton Manning, there was arguments. Peyton, Man- Peyton might be better. Yeah, exactly. We haven't had that with Mahomes, like, especially right, right now. Like, right. We don't like have you that. said, like Rustin said, like there's such a gap between huge gap. Mahomes. Yeah. And there might not guy. be in the future. Who knows? Maybe Caleb yeah. Williams is going to be the fucking dude, and or then there's Trevor gonna be a conversation. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, or Trevor, yeah. you know, like or Burrow could take another yes. step. Zach Wilson, Josh Allen could take another step. Oh Zach Wilson, Dana for sure. Jones, I'm telling you, the storyline is teed up for DJ you. DJ got paid, so DJ, know. that's true. It's fun. It's All right, fun let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit. Just we got a few. This minutes is the left. Mahomes episode. Yeah, though. facts. <laughs> Shout out the goat. Uh, let's talk a little bit about preseason. Actually, football has been played. Football, real football, has been has been played in the last two weeks. Uh, what's one? What's your favorite takeaway from preseason so far? Uh, Deuce Vaughn, baby. <laughs> I love Deuce He's lightning in a fucking bottle. I love Deuce Vaughn. Let's do. You could fit him in a bottle. You can. You could. And I could hold him in my hand. I think, like on his butt. Just shit, and what, bro. And Tony Bowles like kind of like hurt, right? Like, really low key hurt, or is nah, it like not? Like, not hurt. Paul's not hurt. He was just coming. Uh, He's coming back from the uh, the ankle or whatever it was okay. that happened in, in the Niners game. But he's healthy. He's fully healthy. He's going to okay. be a dog. Uh, but Deuce, Deuce Vaughn, Vaughn. Does he actually look really good? Yeah, he looks phenomenal. Like, he his, the runs he's breaking, like, 
He's just so much more athletic than anybody on the defense. Like, and he's quick. And mm-hmm. yes, there is something to him being smaller and like hiding behind yeah, the offensive yeah. line and bursting through. But when he bursts through, and he is one on one with the linebacker, they're not tackling him. Like, they can't get him. He's just too quick. I think Darren Sproles. The one oh, thing people don't they, they don't rem- know about Darren Sproles is that when you look oh, at the all time. Uh, like, all-purpose yards, like, leaders in all-purpose yards. You have Jerry Rice, one, like, guys like that, right? Like, T.O. Darren Sproles is four, bro. Really? Yeah, like, he's, that, he's one of the most say. impactful. People are going to remember him for being short. Re- realistically, he's one of the most impactful players to ever step foot on a football yeah. field. Dude, I, get, I bet Deuce Vaughn's idol. He's that idol. talented. I bet Deuce Vaughn's idol I, is Darren Sproles. I'm sure. Because he just hides behind the line, and then by Little the time guy. you see him, he's gone. So he looks great. The Cowboys are going to use him as a gadget player, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's not an every-down back. He's going to get, you know, hopefully, you know, Ten touches might be a lot for him in a game, but those ten touches are going to be incredibly impactful. So, uh, Boston Scott, yeah. But, that, but remember that, Danny Woodhead, guys like that, yeah. man. But that, they but have but impact. That, but the Eagles uh, running back room is so full. I don't know, but like Deuce Vaughn will actually get that opportunity. Tony Pollard. Has I'm just saying, Boston Scott killed the Giants. Yes. I'm killed. saying in, in, oh, yeah, in that type of in that type of like role, but like in a 17 game season. I love Danny Woodhead. Um, my takeaway. Uh, the Jets uh, Super Bowl. I don't know. It's just like I'm they watching. Lost our, both their they, they so Jets Super Bowl. I'm, I'm How just, is that a takeaway? <laughs> I'm just I'm, no. Like I love this Jets team. I'm, I've never. I haven't been this excited for a Jets team in a long time because cool of. I think it's hard cool knocks. Take. I think it's just because of hard yeah, knocks. Yeah, we're and all like, excited. But it's even better from when Rex Ryan was on slope, hard knocks. Slippery slope, my friend. I, I, it's I, I would know. Rogers is having so much fun. Yeah, in that's New York. cool. I like seeing that. The men like. It, when he's a veteran guy like this, this old guy coming in, you have the Zach mm-hmm. Wilson. Oh, yeah. Zach Wilson's taking it very well. Rodgers is taking it very well, like Fuck really yeah. mentoring him. Like the team around him, it just looks so good. And yeah. oh, I'm so excited for the New York fucking Hard Jets. Knocks is such a slippery slope. I've been watching it with my Jet fans. It's so friends. good, bro. And, so good. and uh, this season is incredible. My buddy, my buddy Silbo, big, yeah. big Jets yeah, yeah, fan, yeah. like it, more emotionally invested than anyone I know. He gets. Furious when yes. they they just fucking lose a game and uh, you can't talk awful. to him for the next day. But uh, he was just like he would, the, and my other Jet fan friends were saying that like I mean there's this is all this is all bad. No, Hard I, knocks oh, no. and the hype around the Jets no, 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 is no, no, no. bad no, I love because them. they're all the, it's just it's just we you know recipe Dalvin, for downfall. We just signed Dalvin Cook too. Uh, yeah, it is a recipe for oh, downfall. He hates but like the great hype, for the NFL. The bro. hype is, it is it's there. It's awesome for the NFL. After the first episode of Hard Knocks, I watched. It was like at mid. I, my my fiance falls asleep. We're watching our shows. She falls asleep. She hasn't. She doesn't care to watch Hard Knocks. Yeah. So I watch it late by myself. Yeah. Damn, bro. Um, after the first My episode. My girlfriend loves Hard Knocks. First episode. <laughs> There's levels to this shit. Yeah. There's levels to this shit. <laughs> first episode. After the first episode, I bet Jets Super Bowl. I bet Aaron Rodgers MVP. Uh, <laughs> Garrett Wilson Offensive shit. Player of the Year. Uh, <laughs> so Robert, Robert Sala Coach of the Year. Then Dude. after the second. after Hold on. It gets better. After the second episode. You're sipping on a Kool-Aid, bro. Flush your credit card down the oh, toilet. You're charging the Kool-Aid, bro. That shit is like okay. all over the eyes and shit. But then, okay, so, but I always do this every year for the Super Bowl. Like, I bet my team, like, $5 or $10 to sure. win whatever championship. Sure. Would you bet this, though? Like, a million so after this, after, no, no, it was ten bucks. Like ten or twenty. He bucks. took the engagement but, ring back. Put it on the Jets. But uh. after the second episode, I don't know if, if, if you've watched, you know that the the the, the mentalist guy. The, yeah, that was yeah. that show was insane. That show was cool. with the, Nuts. the Jets beating the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I bet the Jets to beat the 49ers with in the, the Super score Bowl. too. No, no, you don't. You can't do the score. Oh, it was scores. like 31 21 yeah, But Jets to beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl and Jets versus 49ers in the Super Bowl. Wow, I mean, those two bets. I'm lo- I'm locked I'm afraid what's gonna happen in that. Episode three. I'm afraid. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what I'm gonna bet. I don't know what. Mentalist is gonna come back and say oh, the Jets also, are not making the Super also, Bowl. Also, like Rogers, like over throwing over 28 and a half touchdowns. Oh, that's this a season. good bet. Like, that's and it's like that it was a like plus good. money. Over how much? 28, 28 and a half. 
Like, uh, the receivers that they yeah, have, probably. like, Garrett Wilson's going to have, like, 10. Yeah, he's going to have a great year. Alan Garrett Wilson will have, a have good like, year. 14, I feel like, um, bro. Randall Cobb might have eight, I, like, low-key. Nah, I don't know like, about that one. He just, Lizard, he loves Lizard. Maybe 10 years No, Lazard will have eight. Lazard will have eight. Lazard will have eight. Randall Cobb's 32. And they, him and Rodgers love each other. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just my biggest takeaway though for the Jets though yeah, I should is sign Jordy Nelson. <laughs> my, I, honestly, that'd be Donald Driver. Lit. That'd be yeah. kind of uh, But like, Jermichael Finley, maybe. Ma- major takeaway for the Jets is the offensive line. That's the one big question. Is yeah, y'all, that's that needs to drive be the Jets ASAP, bro. Like they just need like there's the honestly, line is trade Aaron Rodgers for yeah. an offensive lineman. The other thing yeah, about honestly, the Jets, yeah. bro, that you, you saw that scene in that second episode where Salah was like yelling at the team, like we got to get our shit together, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. My takeaway from that is that Salah knows I love him. that like this season is make or break for him. Oh, like yeah, he needs to, sure. he needs to he's got all the pieces well, now. He's got to go put it together and make the playoffs and win a playoff game at least. And then he'll hold on to his job. I think if they don't make the playoffs, he's gonna get fired. Jets went what seven and ten last no. year. No, yeah. <laughs> Jets went seven and. You 10. have all these pieces, and you're suspected to be this excellent coach. It was go fucking cook. You have the pieces. Go fucking nah, they don't cook. Have you have all the line though. Let, fucking coach let, your offensive no, line. I, 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 I 100% agree because like the Jets went seven and ten last year with like You're right, if they the team the was like if they missed the playoffs with this no, team. No, but no, but the division is yeah. so good. So what if they go? They win nine games and miss the playoffs. They're still above five hundred. Yeah, no, no. I, I nine think, games. Think, they're being bro. They're expected no, to win they, twelve. If they miss, listen no, and make the playoffs. No, they're like nine and a half. Yeah, they're over under eight or nine. So ten, but. If they do miss the playoff, it's going to be a disaster because you have Aaron Rodgers that came in the, the four-time you MVP. The you just signed Dalvin Cook. You have a bunch of young guys that are elite. The defense is supposed to be the best yeah. it's been since the like 2010-11 team with like Sanchez with the back-to-back AFC championships. Like it's all it's the perfect storm. You're right, mm-hmm. Mouton. Like mm-hmm. expectations are at its highest, and that's when you get let down the most. Yeah. But uh, dude, keep him low. Hard Knocks is so good. It, it's got me wanting. If the Jets didn't have an ugly ass uniform, I'll get a jersey. Bro. <laughs> like I've been wanting. No, I like look legit. I've been watching. No, it. I'm so back, excited. I like the, the Jets, bro. They're bringing back the throwbacks. The white, no, white one's actually the not bad. The white one's not bad. The stripes, the stripes on there. Like, I'm the white like, one, I like actually. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, yeah, my biggest takeaway from the preseason with the Giants is that uh, Darren Waller is Daniel Jones' favorite target yes. already. I'm, yeah, he should be, and as he should be. And I'm very excited to draft Darren Waller in fantasy. That's my dynasty it's, tight end. Yeah, you could wait for him. Too. I mean, if I don't get obviously, you know, Kelsey, uh, fucking Kittle, no, or, I mean, or I would Andrews, have, Jake I Ferguson. Would, personally, I would shoot Mocker. I know the fourth best tight end in the NFL is on the New York Giants. And he's about to prove that this year. I would Honestly, avo- you I could argue second best. I would avoid Agreed. Kittle. I would avoid Kittle because there's just too many people on that offense. But I'm going for Waller, bro. I'm Waller's, going for Waller. Waller's he's about falling. to have a, a fucking wait, great year. You could wait for Waller. I'm also like, stashing. Far, how far is he falling for everybody he's that plays fantasy? probably like seventh or eighth in no, like 12 minutes. No, he's not. Like seventh round? Who, Waller? Oh, seventh or eighth round. Let Let's, I'm, I'm also stashing DJ. I'm taking DJ. Let me rip a random. Not tripping about DJ. If we're being right, if we're if we're being real, I don't usually draft too many Giants because I. But Wall, no, Waller's a bucket though. I think he's. I I realistically think he's the second best tight end in the league. He's better than Kittle. He's way better receiver. I'm very anyway. My point is, I'm super excited to see what Darren Waller. He's gonna be great, bro. And and he's already DJ's favorite. That's what he needed. Favorite receiver. That's what he fucking needed. Which is exactly what we needed. Fuck yeah, bro. Jalen Hyatt, bro. Yeah, he sucks, <laughs> but Darren Waller's good. No, no. Jalen Hyatt's good. He's ass. ass. Rookie of the year. Rookie the year. other rookie is going to be interesting to see. The kid from Tennessee. That's, that's what he just said. Jalen Hyatt. Jaylen, no, Jalen Hyatt. Is that the? No, yeah. there's a second. Okay, then there's another. Rookie there is another guy. There's a. We have a. Um, very. He's very quick, but like in Banks. college. Banks. Oh no, not yeah, a receiver yeah, yeah. though. We have a. We have a corner. Banks. No, not a corner. I was thinking he's, of a receiver. He's supposed to be really good. Deontay Banks. Deontay Banks. Yeah. 
Giants, I, like, listen, no, the NFC East hasn't had a repeat winner since. Like, yeah, but it's 03. not gonna be the Giants. It's gonna be the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I but think the Giants are gonna be decent. I think. I mean, Darren Waller, dude, night and day. Like your offense yeah. is gonna be so much better because you have not only Saquon, but you have a guy that you can rely on in the receiving game. Yeah. That's gonna be insane. He's a receiver playing tight. Also, end. Shep is healthy, so hopefully he can be back. Shout to out Texas, Texas, bro. Real talk, Shepard, man. Yeah, yeah, legend. I, like, hopefully he can be like what his peak was, which was like hey, a football, decent man. second yeah, receiver. We're, we're, dude, we're, this Thursday we're two weeks away. Two weeks away. I think college football is very soon, too. I think college football is this week or next week. Yeah, college football always starts a week before. All right, well, we got to wrap up. Just so you know, because we only have two weeks away, next week we're going to be dark from the podcast. We're going to have another episode coming out on Friday this week. We're not going to have have a Wednesday episode, but we're going to have another one on Friday. Yes. Uh, We just, you know, a couple of the guys on vacation next week. Felipe and I are taking vacation as well. So, uh, you know, we got to get that little last calm before the storm. That's right. So... Get ready for football season. Ready, I'm man. fucking stoked. Woo! We're going to have unreal content for you guys. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. So get excited. Uh, but uh, thanks for listening to the Caps Off podcast. Yeah, yo, please remember to leave us a review and a rating. If you're listening, especially during this dark week we have next week, you guys are going to have a lot of time because you're not going to be listening. So take that time and leave a review. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Also, we need to get to <laughs> 20K subscribers on YouTube, on YouTube before the NFL season. That's in two weeks. So send every video to your friends. Like literally copy paste that link. Send yeah. it to every single one of your friends right now. I know you have a group chat with your friends where you're talking about football. So send this in We're that group chat. We're trying to pop off by football, like throughout football season. And it's with y'all. Yeah, We're we need a lot, your help. Actually, we man. need your help. So you guys are huge the for The off season has been unreal. Insane. It's been Unreal incredible. off season. We've had a ton of fun and you guys are a huge reason for that. So please you know, be a part of this. We're going to pop yes. off this season. And let us know. Like, always contribute. Let us know what you guys want to listen to, what, you, what we want us to talk about, and we will do that. So, Damn right. Yeah. Let's All right. Up. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace. See ya. The Caps Off Podcast is brought to you by The Game Day, starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Perotti, and Matan Mann. Producers Ben Wolfen and Matan Mann. Don't forget to check out our social at Caps Off Pod on Instagram and at Caps Off Podcast on TikTok and go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers.